the director of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adam and Barbara are ghosts. What's the good of being a ghost if you can't frighten people away? Their house is being haunted by the living. Maybe the house could use a little remodeling. And they can't scare them into leaving. They're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. So they're calling on Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Who's no ordinary ghost. Yeah, you don't want his help. Can you be scary? What do you think of this? Now, the party's over. You want somebody out of the house? I want to get somebody out of your house. <laughs> but the fun has just begun. It's showtime. some life Attention, in your afterlife Michael Keaton is Beetlejuice and the ghost with the most babe Dale I said Dale smoke show come on and <laughs> it's show time everybody we got the uh. ghost with Chase, ladies and gentlemen. And we are delighted to, should we say his name three times? Uh, I think we should. It's not Candyman, I can tell you that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Smoke Show. Smoke Show. Smoke Show. Up here. Smoke Show Crawford. What is up, my friend? What's up, everybody? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to... Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, let's see. What was it, uh, the... Gremlins, uh, what, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh, we did Gremlins, and then we did, I think, Halloween 5. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that was before that. that. <laughs> I gotta do Halloween 5 again with Duncan. And, oh. oh, you poor, poor <laughs> bastard. I know! <laughs> <Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. laughs> the greatest wow. music in the movie ever. Yes! <laughs> so, how you been, man? What have you been up to? Well, Scott did Canada. He did. Okay. He did it well. Uh, yep. Michi- Michigan Smoke Show invaded Canada, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how was yeah, how was the invasion? Oh, uh, it was, well, what I remember from it was amazing. Because I, <laughs> I would say about 50% of the trip was partying it up with uh, Miss Heather Powell. And we know you how she faded. is. You look faded. Now, how much of a partier is Heather? Yeah, for real. Oh, she is. She is a true partier, let me tell you. Oh my God, that woman, yeah. that woman knows how to like hold her own. <laughs> and it's like we've partied before, but well, what, that, what was Heather drinking? Like, take us through one of the nights. Like, tell me the progression. Uh, let, well, she drinks uh ciders and hard seltzers just because of her uh, celiac, so she can't have a lot of like the beers and stuff like that. Understandable. So, yeah, so she just drinks those, and but like, yeah, she was putting them away. It had a nice buzz going the whole time on our, because I'll start from the beginning. I got, I left around eight o'clock on Friday morning, got to her place at about twelve thirty in the afternoon, so it's not far from my place. Um, yeah, we went out first and got some poutine because I had to try true Canadian poutine, which was freaking amazing. 
Yes. Oh, and I, yeah, I loved it. And then, uh, then after that, we went out to Niagara Falls and uh, checked out the falls and walked around there. And she paid my way into a few of the uh, events that were going on there because it was uh, her early birthday gift to me, basically. And Aww. so, yeah, so we did a wax museum and then we did the 6, 6D zombie ride, which, while fun, was a total tourist trap because it la- I think it was like 15 bucks and it lasted like four minutes, but it was like you were in a big movie theater with like yeah. the 4D seats moving you and everything, and you're trying to shoot zombies on the screen. And it was fun. And we both got first and second place, which was awesome, but we were the only oh. two in the theater. Sorry. We did that as well in Branson. It was right next to the Wax Museum. What was? The well, We shot zombies in a movie oh, theater. Oh, yeah, thing. we did. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, Friday we came, or then after that we went back to her place and then uh, started drinking at like like 6:30 at night and didn't stop till about 1:30 in the morning. That's when we did our Facebook live and you could see me in the background just barely speaking English because I was already Wobbling. freaking lit. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, she was drinking hard ciders and seltzers. What were you drinking? Water. Um, she actually bought me uh different Canadian beers for me to try. So I was drinking a bunch of those and I also uh took a shot of whiskey. Nice. Now, the Canadian beers, did you like uh, most of them? Uh, yeah. Uh, what was the ones I tried? It was uh, Molson. Canadian, yeah, Canadian Molson I tried. I, I've had yes. Molson Ice when I was younger, uh, but this oh, was a different yeah. Molson. I grew that up was, on that shit. That shit's smooth. Um, yes. And then we had one called Steam Whistle, which was really freaking good. And I drank like four or five of those and like four or five of the Molsons and, and a shot of whiskey. So, yeah, Scott was pretty lit because I don't drink a lot. But I can hold my own. But holy crap! And then, what was it on Saturday? We met up with uh, Christian from Exploding Heads and got to meet him. Hey, and his I know him. Yeah, that was freaking. That was a blast finally getting to meet him in person. And uh, then we uh, went back, got dressed up, and went out to uh, Gordon Ramsay's hamburger place, which was yes. oh my god, the best burgers I've ever had in my entire life. Wow, nice. And, and then we went to a uh, drag show, a uh, drag show at uh, Heather's favorite uh, nightclub, uh, Club Absinthe, and got lit there. And then got a freaking Uber back to her place and woke up the next morning. She made me breakfast, and then I pretty much took off. It was just a two-day visit, but we crammed in so much crap. It was amazing. Hey, they, they drink absinthe in a Euro trip, except this time Scotty knows. I, yeah, Scotty better know this time around. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you also met up with uh, Liz recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Liz Schmidt. Uh, I was, I've been friends with her for probably about a year and a half now. And uh, last year, I went to visit her in uh, Chicago, decided to do a solo trip for my birthday. Got to hang out with her for a day. And then, yeah, like this time, uh, this summer, I had her come out here, and uh, she stayed like five days. And wow. yeah, just... Nope. Yep, showed her around Michigan, uh, took her to Frankenmuth, which is our German, uh, German-themed German uh, touristy town here, and then went to the Detroit Zoo, went out to eat a couple different times, uh, and watched, uh, went and seen Candyman together, and then just watched a bunch of horror films together. That's right. awesome. Um, yeah. Well, we are officially in October now. Well, we're like midway almost, but... Um, right. <laughs> Uh, yes, we so are. are you doing like a 31 day challenge or anything like that this year? If I know Scott, he's doing something or several well, things. Technically, I'm not doing 31 day thing because uh, 
I pretty much I've been doing first time watches for the last two years straight. So oh, yeah. usually yeah. usually what I would do is uh first time watches during uh the month of October. But since I always do that, what I decided to do is uh go back and revisit horror TV shows and try to watch some newer horror TV series that I have not seen before. Oh, you catch anything dude. Good? Well, I'm revisiting. I'm about halfway through the series of Tales from the Crypt, so yeah, I I had to go revisit that because that's one of my childhood favorites. You and... mean the theme to Beetlejuice? Because it's now. Do you have any big Halloween plans, Scott? Oh, unfortunately, nothing at this time. Uh, I actually just talked about it on our last episode we recorded that will be released later. Um, but. A lot of the stuff that's going on around here just doesn't seem like a lot of fun by myself. And I don't have a lot of people that are into Halloween around me and I'm not anybody right now. So I may attempt to go do some things by myself just because I don't want to let a house slide by. If he can, (laughs) if he can make a trip to Chicago and so have we, then that's definitely uh, something we should try and do for next year. How far is Chicago from you, Scott? Uh, there's actually a train station right down the road for me, and I can hop on. I didn't drive. I just took this train, and it was uh, oh, like 50 bucks uh, round trip, and it was a five-hour train ride. That's not too it's bad. It's about a five-hour drive. For can us. I say something? Riding the train is one of my favorite forms of travel. I've never rode a train. It's so much better, and it's so much quicker than I want I'm on a train. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Monorail. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, especially a train ride from uh, Michigan to Chicago in the fall. Freaking beautiful getting to see all the fall colors because they go through a lot of the countryside. Oh. And, and booty in my face. All right. So. <laughs> well, if you were going to dress up this year, Scott, what would be the costume that you would pick? Oh, man. Um, I usually like to get creative and never do something that's, like, recognized. So I would probably... Uh, just cause I'm probably not gonna be able to go out and buy a Halloween costume at this time. Like until I know my plans, I'll probably reuse one of my favorite costumes, which is, uh, a part of a Texas chainsaw massacre outfit and a cracked baby doll mask that's sprayed in blood oh, and oh. then, uh, a yes. carrying an ax around. So I just look like this demented baby mask killer. Like it's that's one of my awesome. favorites. Yeah, I always like that look. That's awesome. We're pretty excited about our costumes. We're not telling you what it is. Oh, dude. uh, I'm looking forward to it. They're ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, You two always do some freaking awesome costumes, so I am excited. Like, I wish I could uh, do something like that, but most of the time I'm just like, eh, I don't feel like spending the money. And then I just kind of get lazy. (laughs) Next thing I know, I'm reusing costumes. Well, the thing is, uh, around here, too, in Des Moines, is the fact that there's a ton of fucking haunted houses. especially in compared- bar crawls. Yeah, like, okay, so New England, like, technically, yeah, they got some great ones. They got Spooky World. They got all these different things. But damn, dude, New England's big, and it's made up of several fucking states. So good luck with that. And yeah. so having them all here in Des Moines is pretty fucking dope, dude. We went under um, a fucking supermarket in the basement. I literally thought I was going to get murdered, dude. The entrance was a little box, like, like a, like, it was like a, it was like the size of a vent, dude. Yeah, and you had were, to crawl. And they were like, alright, go in there. That's the entrance. I'm like, dude, I don't even know if I can fit in there. It was that <laughs> small. And you're crawling through the entire time. You're falling down 
uh, th- there were huge slopes where you fall. I was getting rug burn. I Would you do was, it again, though? Let's go right now. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound awesome. And right now with my hurt back, it sounds extremely painful to do something like that for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it kind of reminds me of, uh, uh, I, I'm sure you've seen nothing but trouble, Scott. Oh, absolutely. When uh, they're going down the slide. Yes. There's like a <laughs> ramp in this basement yeah. that... Like you slide down like that. I'm surprised, like oh, that. Wow. In the dark. It's so dark. In the dark, you cannot see anything. It was oh, so dark. Creepy. Just trying to navigate through was scary enough, and then you got all obviously all the actors. The actors didn't even fucking really scare me. I I jumped once or twice. He but jumped at a bat. The bat. <laughs> okay, no, no, dude, we come out and then we're in the basement and we're meeting the family and they're all nice and they all got t-shirts on and they're we're like yeah thanks for coming and then they dropped a fucking bat on me and i fucking jumped so fucking hard i was like wow oh that is I was great like, Get the fuck out of here i love it <laughs> oh see that's the one thing i want to do like i feel weird going to a haunt all by myself so it's like i want someone else there because you get that reaction next to somebody and it well, just kind of amps plus, you up yeah and if you go missing nobody would know no either, so fuck that Well, buddy. I kept grabbing right. Dan's hand. I was like, this is your hand right here. is this your hand? I said, yes. <laughs> See, I'm the terrible one at haunts, too, that the haunters probably hate me, because I'm the type that'd be like, walk into a room, spot exactly where they're hiding, and just go, oh, there they are. And then just keep looking right. around going, oh, man, look right. at all these details. And they're going, gosh yes. dang it, dude. <laughs> that's what I do. That's exactly what I do. I'm like, oh, dude, that's a sweet mask, bro. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, no. last year, I did a... Uh, that we uh, yeah. our Renaissance Festival like that happens around Michigan last year they uh shut it all down and did like a haunt there and I took yep. the girl I was dating out there and it was family friendly but I figured oh this will be fun and right. it's really creepy because it's this big open area with all these vendor booths that are completely abandoned now and so haunter uh, haunters can be anywhere in this park and it's like okay these guys could jump out from anywhere and I'd always see them start to jump out and I'd be like hey go after her and i'd point at my date because she was freaking out at everything and they would chase after her and she's like you asshole like (laughs) (laughs) i love it i told you about the meeting i saw we were there there was it was foggy there was like nobody in the park and we were going around trying to get in a couple you know last haunts and 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 really take in the whole experience and there were just five dressed up fucking workers all in their monster gear clowns just having a fucking just having a work meeting and I go, hey, what the fuck is this, break time? And they saw me, and <laughs> ah, they all started fucking coming after us. Oh, <laughs> that, that is awesome. I, uh, it was hilarious. I had so much fun that night. But, yeah. Now, let me ask you a question. So, you said you have no plans for Halloween. Um, Is that necessarily a bad thing? Like, could you have a, a dope-ass Halloween just watching movies and possibly handing out candy, stuff like that? Oh yeah, yeah, because I will always pass out candy because we have a we're in a subdivision that has like lots of trick or treaters, so I love doing oh, it, seeing nice. all the kids. Yeah, we get. Yes. I, I think we get about three hundred kids throughout the night. Like I get a, I get rid of like oh, six hundred things of candy. Dude, that changes yeah. the game then. That changes the, the game completely. We don't get any, um, and and it's kind of sad, and we wish we did. So I, I, I think we've had like two people knock on our door. Oh yeah. wow. <laughs> Now, Scott, I gotta ask you: Has a trick or treater or you ever had to tell a joke to get candy? Uh, I think when I was younger, I had to tell a joke for the person that was passing out candy, and I was so shy because I was in a—I think I was like maybe six, seven years old, 
and they're like, tell a joke. And I just like turned around and started crying and walking away. They gave me candy because <laughs> I was just so nervous because the dude was dressed in like a werewolf costume. So it just freaked me the hell out. <laughs> you were the first guest on the show to uh, confirm that some people do make you tell jokes to get candy. Um, oh, yeah. So we're going to make you do that here right now. We would like you to tell your oh, best Halloween joke. Don't make it. Everybody has to. That's true. You cannot enter our haunt if you do not tell us a joke. You can't come in our crawl space. Mm. Make it a good one, Scotty. Put me on the spot. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'll give you five seconds to Google something if you need to. Five seconds. Five All right. That, that, that helps because I, I am terrible with coming up with jokes on my own. I'm All terrible. Right. Type in Halloween jokes. Anyways. There wow. you go. And pick the third one down. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Aha. Here's a good one. Why did the ghost go into the bar? Why? For the booze. Oh, my God. No, you may not pass go. Give me another. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Punchline, you cannot enter. That was the White Claw of jokes. <laughs> it was. Heather would be so proud. Oh, she, yeah, that's kind of why I picked it. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ah, okay. Where do ghosts buy their food? Where? At the ghostery store. Okay, I haven't actually heard that one. That was pretty good. I'll allow it. You shall pass. <laughs> I wish I actually had a good joke, but yeah, that's all I got for you guys. I'm sorry you didn't have a good joke, but you did have a great joke, Scott. I mean, uh, I'm uh, here, so the joke's not the. I, I am the joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, so we are. Covering 1988's Tim's Burton Beetlejuice. Wow! Now, Scott, obviously these are all randomized. Your name went into a hat. The movies went into a hat. Yeah. And we drew them out, and you got Beetlejuice. How, how did you feel about that? Uh, I was well. First, I have to say I was super bummed when I seen Jamie and Brian got Ernest Scared Stupid because that's like my. <laughs> I fucking love that I movie. They're too thrilled about it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's what disappoints me even more because I am like such a fanboy for anything Ernest. Um, but I was like, all right, well, either way, I'm gonna be excited because you guys had uh, some good movies to pick, like that were going in there. And when Beetlejuice got called, I'm going, oh fuck yeah! I haven't seen that in forever, and it's one of my favorites. When I was a, like a child from teenager to adulthood, it's I love this movie. Now, when you rewatched it, um, do you think this is a good movie to watch around Halloween time? Does it get you in the uh, in the spirit? Yeah, I'll say, even though it's not set on Halloween, it right. definitely right. gives that Halloween vibe. Like, Tim Burton is fucking Halloween, I feel like, in those <laughs> earlier years. Yeah. No, no, like, I gotta say right out of the gate about this movie, though, before we really dive into it, like, his aesthetic back then was was basically what he does now but more realistic unpolished and gritty and that's what the fuck i love about it he just got too clean with it and, and he did dumbo and too much he did dumbo well, michael keaton was in that too yes he was <laughs> well i was gonna say and, one thing about tim burton too is he has like especially back then a dark yeah. gothic side to his films right yeah right Yes, and like, and let's like everything's it, too like, bright and colorful and happy now, where everything back then was like all gloom and doom and woe is me type characters. 
mixed with all that bright and colorful stuff. And now it's it's definitely a change from what he used to do. Well, how do you feel about him doing the uh, Tim Burton? Uh, he's doing the Wednesday show. So excited for that. Which I actually, okay. uh, the trailer. Do you watch trailers, Scott? Yes, I do. Yeah, I I, I watch every freaking trailer. Uh-oh. All right. So, uh, okay, so, so before we get into the movie, we got we got a, a certain trailer drop today. See any good trailers lately, Scott? I was waiting for this exact <laughs> question. <laughs> well, uh, it was segueing in from uh, Jenna. Ortega, who is, playing, is Wednesday. who is playing Wednesday in gotcha. Tim Burton's new. So see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, she is um, the the girl that's answering the phone in the trailer of uh, Scream 2022. So uh, what are ah, okay. general thoughts on uh, the trailer, Scott? Well, I will say right from the beginning, I love the first and second Scream. Uh, three can kiss my ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Four, I thought, was a good way to end the series. So I've been very skeptical with everything Scream 5 related, because I'm just like, mm-hmm. they, they've drugged this out. All like, I know Lacey's going to hate me for this, but I'm like, all the main characters are still alive. They have not had the balls to kill off one of them. I, like, now that they're back doing this, I hear it's the directors of Ready or Not, so yes. they have to be excited. Yes. Um, and I'm just hoping that they do have the balls to kill off at least one or two of the main characters, just because I just don't feel like there's enough. Uh, uh, what is the word Boy, I'm looking rock. for? Enough at enough at stake, because it's like almost well, always like new people die, old people stay alive, like always. It's like uh, I want, right. but the trailer well, like itself. Well, they that that is true to a certain extent, but they they failed big time with Scream Four by killing everybody off. Supposedly, uh, Wes Craven said he wanted Kirby to survive. Um, we don't know if she's in this movie. I, I, as a fan, I hope so. I hope that's a trick that they have up their sleeve that they that haven't. Cool. You know, yeah. But other than that, they killed everybody in that fucking movie. So you're right. All the OGs survived, but what they were supposed to I do. I shouldn't have asked this question. I know what they were supposed to do originally <laughs> was was keep a lot of those kids alive and then continue the franchise with them while at the same time not you don't necessarily have to kill them just phase them out and then they can always come back in the series later they, they didn't do that with Scream 4 I feel like they're gonna do that in this one like we're gonna get some people that actually live and I do think that one of the OGs is gonna die yes yeah All I, right. I have a feeling and uh because I didn't really say like what I felt about the trailer it, yeah, this trailer do. actually got me. This, this trailer actually has me excited now. I want to see it because yes. it, it brought back that level of nostalgia. Um, though, I, like I say, I felt it was an unnecessary need for another movie, but I will be going to theaters to see this no matter what because it looks like it'll be fun to watch. Um, like if it, especially if they amp up the gore like they did in part four and do it again, hell yeah, I am totally on board for that. Um, you gotta give it credit. So I, Different ghost face every time. It's not Michael Myers still fucking alive again. It's just exactly. Different. Yeah. Uh, Don't yeah, get I'm, me started on the Michael Myers yet. Right. <laughs> uh, I am very excited for it. I think this is. Uh, I, I think it was a fantastic trailer. Um, I don't know what people are bitching about that are saying that like it doesn't feel like Scream. What? It felt like fucking Scream to me. That it, like I know. Like, I think people are just picky because, you know, Wes is obviously, um, rest in peace. But, yes. I mean, it, it felt like a Scream movie to me. Um, I have so yeah, many I don't theories. See of, where... 
I don't see where anyone could say it didn't feel like a screen movie. Because to me, I was thinking, it was like the Loki to me. I'm going, this feels like another screen movie. Okay, it, I'm in. Who uh, got Ghostface saying fucking I hello, don't... Sydney? That's all you need. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and not only that, too, though, I felt like there were a couple shots in that trailer that made it seem not only really epic, like cinematically it looks like it was shot very fucking well and kind of epically. And if you're going back to Stu's house and all these landmarks, Casey's house in the beginning, all these fucking things, you're going to want that epic feel to it. And that shot of Ghostface with his fucking cowl up and the shadow of it against the mm-hmm. building. Are you kidding me? We've never seen anything like that in a screen movie. I think this is going to be... Uh, okay, I'm, I'm just going to stop. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it's going to be yes. dark. Um, I think it's going to be way darker in tone than uh, the two previous installments. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Is Billy Loomis in it? Stop it. No, in no it? theories. Scotty! <laughs> well, uh, um, I would another- love that. But I don't know how they would pull that off. Uh, there's many theories, but we'll get into that. On another time. episode. Yes. This is Beetlejuice. But uh, we do have uh, another film coming out that's pretty notable. The Flash with Michael Keaton? Yeah, that. Oh. Um, Halloween Kills. You oh. already got your ticket, Scotty. Scotty, do you have your Halloween ticket? Nope, I'm going to go to a matinee on Saturday because I already know tickets will be available then. And I see it then, though. Ugh, Halloween kills. This really needs to be Halloween ends because Michael Myers <laughs> is just, I am so, so done with it. Yeah. Um, the trailer. Yeah. Um, so are you going to watch it on I Peacock as well? Oh. Oh, no, no. I'm going to go to the matinee, like at the oh. theater. Right on, right on. Um, yeah, I will. I'm, like, I support all horror in theaters if I can. Any theories on whether Lindsay uh, uh, Wallace or Tommy Doyle are going to bite the dust? Lindsay! Hmm, I'm thinking Tommy Doyle for sure, and I have a feeling Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Oh, in this one? Yep, and then the, what we're going to see in the next one will be flashbacks of her. That's what I have a feeling, because I see she's attached to Halloween Ends. Mm. I like it. See, they're alluding in the trailer that it's Lindsay that's going to die. So that's what makes me think it's Tommy. And, you know, in a certain trailer we were just talking about, it's alluding to one character potentially dying. And I think they're going to do the flip of the switch there as well. It's so tough with trailers, you never know. Because a lot of the times they might just um, just show you what's going on. And other times they'll purposefully be deceptive. Yeah. And so you never really know um, what, what their marketing team is is thinking when when dropping a trailer, you know? Yeah, that's and that's why I love. That's why I'm like so like about watching trailers because I know a lot of people don't like it because there's possible spoilers. I'm going, my dumbass is gonna forget everything that I've seen in this trailer by the time I get to the movie, anyways. So right. it doesn't matter. This is just like a little snippet of what's to come, and I'm excited. It gets me hyped. Scott, listen. When I watch a trailer, like when I watch this trailer in Spanish first, because we watched. <laughs> Out of Scream, the original 25th anniversary of Scream, we walked out of the theater just to go watch the trailer in the fucking hallway of a Spanish leap trailer of this movie. Now, you're trying <laughs> to tell me that 
any of my excitement, any of my fucking joy that I've gotten out of not only the hype, not only the fun of dissecting, like you just said, dissecting the trailer, diving it in, the theories back and forth, you're trying to tell me that that's not fucking fun? Uh, you should see how many screenshots we have of breaking down this trailer. And listen, and I, like I said, I am with you guys because I watch every trailer because I don't care. I love I love dissecting it because it builds that hype train. Sometimes yes. that hype train comes to a crashing halt and the movie really disappoints, but I still love doing that. I, 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 if there was a Gremlins 3 trailer coming out, you're damn right I would be doing like you guys do and taking every little snippet of the screen and going, ooh, what does that tell me? What does this tell me? What does this it's lead to? It's, it's our favorite franchise. I have a ghost face tattoo on my fucking foot. Right? Like, I mean, like, I'm a trailer watcher, like... But I do agree that sometimes they do give away a little too much. But I don't give a fuck in the aspect of Scream because I just want to see anything that has to do with it. And that point will always exist. Here's where the problem comes in. Everybody knows that, so everybody makes a personal decision. You also make a personal decision of whether to go on social media and fucking tell the whole world, I don't watch trailers, I don't like it. Like, if you don't like joy... Then that's fine. I don't need to know about your not joy having ass. If you want to talk about something fun, that's a natural thing to talk about that. I don't like fun. I don't want to hear about that shit. Go in the corner like fucking Mike did in Blair Witch. Oh, I love it. Yeah, because uh, like the way I look at it is, yeah, a trailer may spoil something, but a trailer is only four minutes of an hour and 20 minute movie. So there's still an hour and 16 minutes of stuff that I have not seen yet. Right. I like, could die tomorrow and I might not see the movie anyways. At least I got to see that. Don't rob right. me of joy. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, I think the only trailer that I regret ever watching, cause it may have changed my opinion on the film was the pet cemetery remake trailer. Cause they spoiled that oh. shocking swap out. Wait. See, that's just dumb, though. Yeah, that's that just dumb marketing. marketing. Like, hey. Jinx. Oh, that was <laughs> idiotic. Your name. Oh. This is awkward. <laughs> what does that mean? You I... jinxed for the rest of your life now. It's your uh, fault. Right. I was getting <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan. That's my name. <laughs> I said it three times. You did, baby. Say it again. <laughs> no. Um, so... So my original question, I guess we got a little off track, but uh, Jenna Ortega is helming, uh, playing Wednesday Adams in Tim Burton's new show, and Catherine Zeta-Jones oh, yeah? is uh, Morticia, and, and Gomez is Louise Guzman. How do you feel about that cast? The brain, oh, the and brain. And do you think that Tim Burton? I always thought when I was a kid, Tim Burton did Adams Family, anyways. Everybody did. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see what he does with this. What do you think, Scott? Uh, yeah, I am excited to see, because uh, I know a lot of people are uh, not too thrilled with the casting of uh, Gomez. Uh, what is his name again? Louise what? Louise Guzman, man. He's yeah, fucking fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I like him as an actor, and I'm always the one that goes, I'm willing to give anybody a shot in a role. Like, obviously, he got the role for a reason, so I'm right. uh, so I'm excited to see, especially with Tim Burton behind it and just, like, this cast. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, will it live up to my love for the 91 Adams family? Yeah. Probably not because freaking uh, Raul, uh, Raul Julia is definitely yeah. my fucking Gomez. Like, I, 
I mm-hmm. idolize that man. And then, of course, we have Christopher Lloyd as fucking Uncle Fester, who one day I am going to imitate for a Halloween costume. Yeah, who are they going to get for Fester? Yeah, that hasn't been announced yet. Oh. Or if he'll even be in the show. Evan yeah. Peters. I don't think you can have uh, anything to do with Adam Sandler without Uncle Fester, though. I really don't. I would That's get true. Christopher Lloyd. He's still out there crushing it, shooting people in the face with the rizzle. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Scott, what is your relationship with Beetlejuice? Was it something that you watched as a kid? Uh, yeah, actually, because uh, I might have told the story before, but my uh, stepdad worked for a video distributing company, so he would always bring home VHSs uh, that were, so, you know, you'd bring in the new VHS, new releases to put on shelves for rental places, and after it's new new release for about a month or two, you take about seven of those copies off the shelf and replace them with the newest release. Um, mm-hmm. So after a while, he would take those copies home, bring one to our house, and then take the rest back to his job. And so we have this massive library of movies, and Beetlejuice just so happened to be one that he brought home one day, and me and my brother sat down to watch it and fell in love with this movie right off the bat. Freaking mm-hmm. Michael Keaton just playing Beetlejuice is just... Uh, it, it just can't be beat. It is absolutely incredible, and I think there may have just been something... uh with this movie for the Flint area of Michigan too, because there's a radio station called Banana 101.5. And what they did when they first became this radio station, for two days straight, they only played the Deo song over and over and over again. I love that. (laughs) Yes. No, that song, like, since we just rewatched it, it's going to be stuck in my head for, like, the next five days, probably. It's been in mine the whole time we've been recording. It's always in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, I grew up with this movie as well. Um, It is is something that I watch every October. It's one of those movies for me. Um, I I was, like, I wasn't even one year old when it came out, but uh, it played on... Like, my family watched it all the fucking time during Halloween season. Yeah. Like, it just feels like a haunted house. Like, right. I mean, it's one of my favorite ghost movies. Uh, that's probably, aside from slasher, ghost films are my favorite, second favorite subgenre of horror. Yep. If not first. I don't know. Like, because I feel like there's not as many slashers as there are ghost movies. I don't know. Like, maybe they're tied. Right. I'm, like, trying to convince <laughs> myself either way in this moment. <laughs> yeah, I'll say ghost movies have definitely got a lot more newer films than slashers do. But I think with the glut of them from the 80s. I think, yeah, they're probably tied. Right. You're right. That was a big, massive wave. Right. Right. Yeah. I I mean, I like the older ghost movies. Um, I think the last one, once you find out that Paranormal Activity is not actually a ghost movie and it's like witches in a cult. Oh, yeah. It it, it took away um, the the scariness for me. The mystique. Because that's in one case instance to where um, I think what you you can't see, you know. So uh, not when there, there is, is when there is no fucking motive. But no. And, yes. Or rhyme or reason. And yeah. the sequels right. for Paranormal Activity, like, over-explained that. Totally. And that first movie, though, is so fucking scary. Um, but back to Beetlejuice. Uh, yeah, the movie's hilarious. Um, I, Lydia was, like, an icon for me, you know? Um, I don't think I understood a lot of the themes, which we'll get into later as a kid. Um right. But um, I, I just loved her, and, and uh, I loved all the costumes, and, like, I've always wanted to go as uh, a 
character from Beetlejuice. I wanted to always go as Miss Argentina. Uh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, but I don't really want to paint my face because I feel like I'm allergic to a lot of shit. <laughs> that and would, I would have yeah. to full do it. So I've always wanted to do like the wedding dress Lydia. Um, so maybe one of these years I'll have to do that. But it's yeah, not going to be I can totally see you in that costume. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. Now, um, obviously, I'm very nostalgic, and this movie's very near and dear to me. So, Dan, why don't you tell us your history with this fucking movie? Second time watch. What? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Watch. What about it? Where'd you? He actually got a seat on the big screen. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. We saw it last year. What do you mean? What about it? Go fuck yourself. Well, no. <laughs> I feel. Oh, sorry. I know we've talked about this on podcasts stuff before too that's why but no um the fact of the matter is i loved this movie since the first day i saw it i mean first of all the movie starts out and it's very tim burtony that those shots through the aerial shots and the helicopter shots whatever the fuck they're doing uh, i don't think they had drones back in the 80s uh but <laughs> th- those opening shots of the town just the look and aesthetic uh, uh, of the town and and just Tim Burton's aesthetic comes through right out the gate. You got I'm I don't even know this for a fact. I'm gonna just say that's fucking Danny Elfman getting down, right? Getting down. Oh, is it absolutely the, is. It is right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just I'm already in. I'm already in. And then the opening character is fucking Alec Baldwin. I'm like, come on. I'm like, come on. Like I loved it from the jump and honestly um you know as we get into everything as we go along you know going through the movie mm-hmm. i i really honestly um on second watch i noticed a lot more um i was trying to take everything in and it's it's probably shit i mean it's probably one of tim burton's best i think yeah it's definitely in the top five for me for sure like, yeah. I it's mean, right especially there. with the Danny Elfman score. It's, right? it's right there with Edward Scissorhands for me. Like, um, it depends on my mood. Like, uh, like right. this is Halloween. Edward Scissorhands is Christmas for me, you know? Um, yeah. So right. I, I, I love them both. And they're both probably in my, like, top ten favorite movies of all time. Yeah. And I think that says a lot. Well, so. Yeah, and also it's the imagery, you know. I didn't grow up with this movie. I was very well aware of it. I had seen it. I think I actually owned it, but I just never really dialed into it and paid attention. Which is crazy because I know how much you love Michael Keaton. Okay, and that's what I was going to say. Now, like every other fucking dude in the world, like I was obsessed with Batman as a kid. Yeah. And that's what I grew up with. I had the Michael Keaton action figures, you know, the fucking Batman, all the Batmobiles. The bat wing with the fucking tractable fucking wings on it and with the with the little claw on the front so we could clip the Joker's fucking gas balloons. All that shit. Like I was so obsessed. Now going back, like as a kid, I don't know who the fuck Tim Burton is. Like now, like you see you see all of the things that he brought to that movie and it was a year before when he made this movie so just knowing all that watching keaton's mannerisms that was everything to me but he fucking in batman he's just you want to see crazy you know he fucking and he I breaks love the it. that's beetlejuice right there i was like oh my god it's fucking him like just different 
different kind of appreciation. Do I wish I saw it as a kid? Yeah, I wish I paid more attention. At the same time, what the fuck are you going to do? Like, <laughs> my second watch, I absolutely loved it. Like, it, it was it was a fantastic watch for me. I think that some of the fucking masks and some of the, um, what do they call it? The Just the, um, the makeup. All oh, yeah, that. like the practical effects? Practical effects. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Just fucking talk to Tom Savini the other day. Can't even think of what a practical effect is. Yeah. <laughs> practical fucking effects. Um, I, I think it's fantastically cartoonish, but in a real creepy way. Uh, at some points, I felt like I was watching a Tool video. <laughs> right? Um, I just, I, I loved it. I, I Yeah. Well, I that's, that's funny because, uh, like, you were talking about Batman, and then Lacey said that Edward Scissorhands is her, like, uh, Christmas movie of Tim Burton's. Yeah. Uh, I have two Tim Burton Christmas movies, and that is Edward Scissorhands and Batman Returns. Right. I, I right. watch those every year around Christmas time because, yeah, those yep. movies are just fantastic. So, well, yeah, like. Well, and I've never actually seen A Nightmare Before Christmas, even though I'm wearing A Nightmare Before really? Christmas. Really? That's, yeah. yeah, neither have I. Like, I turned it on I've once, it and it, like, started out in song. I was like, nope. <laughs> See, I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for musicals, but uh, right. I don't call because I know this is always a debate with that movie. It's like, is it a Halloween movie? Is it a Christmas movie? For me, it's a Thanksgiving movie because it's a uh, smack dab in the middle of both holidays. Holidays, so you get both. Oh, okay, right on. <laughs> that's, that, that's when I usually watch Nightmare Before Christmas is Thanksgiving night. <laughs> well, and it's all equating a, a date or a holiday to a movie and stuff like that. I particularly just like the whole feel like if you throw something like um like halloween and et like you don't get a ton of halloween and et but i fucking love it like if right. you it's just like a fall movie if it, exactly like if you give me the general time frame like it's around halloween or it's around christmas it's the same fucking thing it, it's meant to elicit the same feeling you know yeah and i was gonna say like we had this debate with uh gremlins if it was a christmas movie and like yeah it may not like, oh, yeah. feel like a Christmas movie, but it's a Christmas movie to me. Hundred oh, percent, dude. That is dripping with just Christmas feels, dude. And that's one thing I don't know if you can pinpoint how because of this, 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 and that. Gizmo like, is literally a fucking Christmas gift. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's just more of the feel of it, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, that's how I feel about Beetlejuice. Like, yeah, I could watch this any time of the year, but it just feels right around Halloween. Yeah. yeah. You know what I like about this movie as well, baby? What? The fact that the plot is hilarious just in itself. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Oh, it is. Right, Scotty? Like, that's the thing. Like, I never, when I watched it at first, it was kind of, it was not that I was confused or anything, but it was a lot to take in. Like, you're, you're in Tim Burton's world. It's a Tim Burton movie that I had never seen before. There is a lot going on. Some of the plot points I, I didn't necessarily pick up on. Now, on this watch, uh, there's a lot of characters, there's a lot going on, and yet it seems so contained to that house at the, at the same time. You know what? Like, I, I want to get into characters here, um, because a lot of people think, like, Beetlejuice is the main villain of this movie, or the family that, that moves into the house is the main villain of the movie, or maybe even the dog that jumped off of the board that killed them is the villain of the movie. <laughs> I don't think so. In my, my opinion, the villain of the fucking movie is that little bitch Jane. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. 
she fucking comes in and she's like, I'm showing people your house that they're not even selling. Right. Yes. Like, right. who the fuck does that? Right. I was just like, like, when Dana was saying, like, you may not pick up on something when you were younger, that mm-hmm. was something I was always like, why are they annoyed with her? I don't get it. And I told her, <laughs> Oh, you would not be coming to my house telling me you're showing my house without my permission. Oh, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. And on top of that, not only, like, it's apparent that they're obviously having trouble having children. And she's like, this house is too big for you guys. Well, way to point out that, like, I'm, like, can't have children. I right. know that was the like, worst. Like, she's the biggest fucking villain ever. Right. And yes, the yes. one thing I love about this is... They don't even need to say that out loud. You just look at the look that Gina Davis gives right. her is right. all you need to know that like, there was some issues there. Right. right. And, yeah. but, but then they did say in the car there was a conversation that's like, well, maybe we can try again on this vacation. Right. It did, it did provide kind of, yeah. Yeah, but fuck that bitch. I and know. And then she's like peering in the windows and shit. Yo, and like, may I highlight they were on vacation? If somebody came popping in my window while I'm just trying to chill on vacation, Dan, you I- even like somebody walking down the street when you're letting the dog out. That's bullshit. <laughs> that's bullshit. Keep walking, motherfucker. Just on a day off. That's not true, and you know it. That, that's 100%. Respect, Dan. Respect. That is not true. No, there's this kid dude, that mows the lawn dude. on everybody on the street except for ours. And, uh, well, he when we first moved in, we had him mowing it, and he was paying, like, we live in a duplex, and he was charging us $20 just to mow our side. Half a duplex, bro. It's 10 wow. strips. Yeah, I so, gotta give respect to that kid though. Damn, that is how you make money. But no, dude, I was he no. Zero Scotty, check this out. I was under the impression that he was gonna do the whole fucking lawn, and I was like, all right, that's a pretty good deal. It's not a big yard. And then he fucking mowed it, and he mowed right down the middle and just left the fucking second half. Like, wow, fuck me, dude. So, anyways, this I okay. He hates this fucking. It's kid. not no, it's not me, dude, Scotty. I live in Erie, Indiana, straight up, like between him and the neighbors across the street. Now, to prove that I'm not a psycho and to provide proper context, we do have a neighbor right here. That's our fucking dude. He is awesome. He's a drummer. He's fucking cool as shit. He's, he's opening he's, for Nelly. I, he's opening nice. for Nelly. Yeah. Wow. I see him all the time. It's very ca- like, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, great, dude. Yeah, well, all right. See you later. Like normal, just like you would with any other neighbor. These other neighbors across the street, dude, every time I let the dog out, because we don't really have a backyard. We don't have a back door. So if we <laughs> so if we want to go out back, we got to, like, walk around with the dog. So generally speaking, I let the dog out front. Every single fucking time, dude, these neighbors come out, like, they're just, like, waiting for me. Well, and- no, like, Jules will be sitting there, like, taking a shit. Yeah. And this dude across the street will come out, and he'll be like, Hi, Jules. Like, yeah, like, she's, like, she's been trying to like find her spot for like ten fucking minutes already. I'm now ready. She's I'm, barking. I'm ready to go in. Right. And as soon as she like goes to like crouch down and take her massive dump, this dude <laughs> comes out screaming her name. So it throws her off. She doesn't end up shitting. Barks. And like starts barking at this dude. Yeah. And, and dude, it's the worst. And then I'll be going out and be like, hey, go to work. Like, yo, motherfucker, I'm working a 12-hour shift. He like, told you to go to work? Like, one, like, like, just wow. trying to be, like, funny yeah. or whatever. Just trying to say stupid shit to me for no reason. But they're annoying. How did we get on this topic? Listen, so between <laughs> them, no, between them and there's a kid, I swear to God, dude, every time I go outside, every single time, he lives three houses down, but he mows, like, everybody's houses around here and stuff like that and does a bunch of... 
So he's yeah, literally always like right always outside our door. right outside, dude. <laughs> oh, I, every time I fucking step out, I make eye contact with him. And it's, I'll it's be fucking... upstairs in the office, and Dan will be like, "Oh my god, that fucking kid again!" I don't even care. <laughs> I'll just be yelling now. Like I don't give a fuck. Like it's it's weird, dude. It's not normal. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. And I can just picture you going out there and just giving him this look. <laughs> I do. He's and like, I can't even go outside in my boxers. No, dude, people don't understand. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go to pull out, fucking in the morning, and I'll have to fucking slam on my brakes because there's the kid driving by right there. Like he's everywhere. It's fucking wow. insane. And I know I'm gonna start recording it because I know I sound crazy to somebody who doesn't like know well, the. Well, you're actual... a little crazy, just period. I'm not seeing. <laughs> don't invalidate me. Right, so we have multiple Janes on our street. Um, luckily, it none of them are like asking it. if we're having children anytime soon. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> reel it back in. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, she was the absolute worst. I'll say this too. You said Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice is more of an asshole. Oh, it, Beetlejuice was once out of you know whatever limbo he's living in. And a little yeah. bit of a rapist. Little, yeah. little pervy. Well, well, I mean, yeah, Lydia's only 15 and he's trying to marry her. Not, well, not only that, he's grabbing at Gina Davis. Like, you, you know, he's a little oh, yeah. pervy. Lot, 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 lots of uh, unwanted touching. And right? <laughs> but exactly. he has the best one-liners ever. Oh, they are Oh, my real. God. Model. <laughs> PG, by the way. Oh, yes, I thought it was rated R. Apparently, you can drop an F bomb with a PG rating. Is I was shocked true? about that. Like, I didn't realize that at first. But, uh, yeah, like, I I thought it was PG-13 for the longest time. I thought it was R just because of the content. Yeah, that's, like... I, I, I think it would get an R rating today because everybody's sensitive little bitches. I think, no, you can get away with one fuck, I think, in, in a PG-13. Or is it a shit? Or well, I, well, no, I mean, The Simpsons say bitch. But that was a while ago as well. That was in the 90s. That yeah. was in the 90s. Yeah, they they also made but don't gay, you remember, gay Don't you reference. remember uh, when the South Park did it? Um, they were like, we're going to drop this word so many times. Oh, like, yes, was, it was shit. Shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just to, how many times did they drop it? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, I think it was like 120 or 130 times or maybe more than that. I forget. And what was the goal? Like, doing <sighs> I think it went way past the goal, whatever it was. But like, yeah, I, I was. That was when South Park just pushed the line big time, and See, I, I loved it. Yeah, South Park pushes the envelope on a whole different level. I, I think Simpsons did, in a sense, that it was uh, not on cable. It's on Fox. Uh, obviously, Married with Children did this as well for Fox. There were there were certain shows that pushed the envelope, but for network TV, like South Park is a little different in that. Because like, it's on comedy. Well, and right? that's what they're banking on. They want you to push it. Like that's yeah. that's kind of you know what I mean? Like um yeah. so yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, Central paid channel. Right. At one point, yeah. Right. Well I was gonna say like uh, what when you're talking about Beetlejuice lines, I uh that's <laughs> one that I, I I always like think of this one now. And it's, I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I see it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. Yes. (laughs) Dude, his fucking delivery and all this, like, he is so amped up. Like, I'm sorry, we just got to go right to Keaton again. Like, his performance in this has got to be one of my favorites. 
favorites, if not my favorite. Like, he's so fucking ridiculous that you forget that, like, Michael Keaton was a fucking stand-up comedian. Like, you forget, like, he's a beast. And, like, yeah, he had his comeback in Birdman, and now he's in all the Spider-Mans, and obviously he's back as Batman. And so I, I would say that his resurgence has been around for shit, like, a good while now. But going back to those origins of him, like this, you see a part of him that you don't really ever get to see. Like, he was un- fucking <laughs> unleashed, Michael Yeah, Keaton. like, a lot of the time with Michael Keaton, you just get little, little tiny bits of Beetlejuice in every one of his movies. But this yes. is him at yeah. full-blown, just like Michael Keaton unhinged, and I love it. Right? Um, I think the only other movie I can think of where he had a character that was similar, like similarly unhinged, might have been Multiplicity when he played multiple right. versions of himself. I like pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But, I like pizza. <laughs> but yes, I love it, like seeing him in other movies now and you see him just kind of just go nuts and it's like, hey, yeah. Beetlejuice. <laughs> right. And, and he can play serious roles. Too, but like, obviously, yeah. yeah, he's a beast. Um, no, you laughed in the theater and you laughed tonight when we watched this scene tonight. Um, what? when uh, he's getting ready to marry Lydia and uh, <laughs> Gina Davis like comes back from being a skeleton <laughs> or a, a, a de- decomposing body and she says his name and he goes, <laughs> 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 I like just, that. It's a <laughs> Well, my favorite scene, though, honestly, the whole movie is, is the scene at the end with the tricking head dude. And again, like, I didn't really pick up on this, I don't think, the first time, which isn't saying much because it's pretty obvious. But the, the, the voodoo guy who obviously struck the dude's head mm-hmm. and then he fucking switches the number and he doesn't even hit, like put it in his hand. He just like <laughs> he just throws, throws it. it. Like, cl- and clearly it's, like, ten times longer than his. And, like, just the whole exchange, like, comedically, I just thought that was fucking so brilliant and hilarious. And then he shrunk his head. Like, oh, my God, this fucking movie is ridiculous. Oh, and, the, and that's just one thing about Michael Keaton's performance in this film is, like, he does such a memorable job in this film. And then you realize he doesn't even show up for, like, almost half the movie. And right. then he's only in it maybe, like, 12, 13 minutes tops. Yeah. But it's, it feels like he's part of the whole thing. Now, did you ever watch the cartoon, Scott? Yes. Uh, I remember bits and pieces of it because I was really young when that was out. And I was, because uh, I remember I was being still being babysat. And I would watch it over my babysitter's house. Um, so uh, I just remember uh, the animation, but I don't remember much from it. Uh, I'm like looking at uh, my DVD right now because the movie got over and then you know how it goes to like the main menu or whatever yeah yeah. um it has it pulled up the special features and apparently uh the dvd has four cartoon episodes on it or really yeah it is oh shit yeah um dan actually bought me the whole box set of the cartoon i'm a huge beetlejuice lover so like and i love the cartoon as well the cartoon we watched holy shit it's out there 
bro. It's fucking well, out it all, there. Like, a lot of it takes place, like, in the netherworld and, like, yeah. the netherworld where I was set, but, yeah. yeah. And I just find uh, it funny that Lydia and Beetlejuice are friends in that. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, and they do a little recap, like, in the beginning where they kind of just, like... Ha, 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 laugh it off. All right, here we go. You know, they, like, they address things from the movie, which is kind of cool. Okay, yeah, because I don't know if I ever watched, like, the first couple episodes. If I did, it completely, like, over my head. Well, and and I was the same way as well. I was like, I remember it, but since we've been doing all these cartoon commentary shows, and and like you said, I bought them for you, so I've been excited to watch those for a while. Just more curious than anything. Um, Side really, real quick, though. Um, since you're doing this cartoon commentary, are you guys doing Tales from the Crypt Keeper at all? Oh! Uh, we did, uh, that was our first episode. We did the pilot episode. Um, oh, shit, really? Yeah, we did do the pilot episode. Uh, that was our first episode that we did on that. Why would you like to come back for one, Scotty? I may. Honestly, like, I, because uh, I have not seen that cartoon in ages. It's on Tubi. Is it? Oh, sweet. Okay. Your Pluto, or it's it's on one of those free. No shit, dude. Some of those free ones, I have fire selections. Yeah, Tubi is amazing. Like Tubi is incredible, right, dude? Like you may have to deal with commercials and shit like that, but like, fuck you. Like it's (laughs) that's how they pay for. That's why it's free. And if you're a horror movie nerd like me, who's just trying to watch something new for the first time. Right. What around Halloween they have over four thousand horror movie titles. It's insane. Oh, yeah, oh, I mean, wow. like, I wish that you could like have a better way to like search them. Yes. Because it'll only show you like two hundred, and I know that like there are so many more because like I'm doing like this uh, thirty-one day challenge for twenty-two shots. Yeah. And uh, like, so I'll look up, and the great thing about like Google and YouTube is that it'll show you where these movies are playing, like when you look them up, right? So. For instance, I looked up ni- horror films from the year 1970, right? Because that was one of the challenges. And so I just looked up all the movies from that year. Right. And now I know scrolling that 200 on Tubi, this movie would not have popped up. Right, right. right. But it's on there. Do you think it's categorized? And that happens well, maybe? a lot. Or the, the way they do it, they just take the best ones from each category and stack them that or way. Or, like, most watched or... Something like you know, that. Yeah. yeah. So, but I know that there's a shit ton on there. However, Tubi was very deceiving the other day. Um, I was looking for a parody because that was another one of the challenges. So I wanted to watch A Haunted House. And um, so I typed that in and it said it was on Tubi. So I clicked on it and it took me to Tubi. And it says A Haunted House and it gives the description of the movie. And then I hit play... And these characters didn't look anything like who, like, it did not look <laughs> huh. like Marlon Wayans. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, is this wrong? And uh, so whatever happened, uh, the, I watched the opening of this film. And I guess I could have just, I probably would have enjoyed this film better. Oh, um, yeah, that movie. Um, it was actually uh, a movie called Paranormal Movie. It was a it was a spoof on the paranormal activity. Oh, yeah. But um, oh, okay. I, probably, I wasn't a fan of a haunted house though. No, yeah. that one was awful. I watched that and went, one, oh, I, I want my money back. The second one I saw and laughed really hard at. Like it was really stupid, but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, should we get into some more characters here now? Let's Scott, are you a fan of Shit's Creek? Oh, dude. I actually became a pretty early uh new fan actually uh probably over the summer um i'm oh, about dude. halfway through the series right now but uh the uh schitt's creek actually 
kept me sane when I was in the UP without any TV or anything. Like, cause I, I'm the type of person that needs something to fall asleep to like TV wise, or I will right. not sleep. So I downloaded all of Shit's Creek onto my phone and just played those while I was up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, like on a camping trip. And oh my god, I love this show now, and I I I am so gonna be finishing it. I'm when it comes to TV series, it's hard for me to watch a lot of them. I have to watch them in small doses because after like two or three episodes, I'll catch myself just playing on my phone. So I need right. to stop. Like for me, it's like an hour and a half movie, cool, but. Yeah, three or four hours TV, I will not fa- focus on it. So that's why it's like I never binge watch anything. Like I just small doses. I I'm always behind everybody else when it comes to shows, but I eventually catch up. But yeah, like what I've watched of Shit's Creek, I freaking love. Oh no, bro, I'm super fucking slow. I barely watch anything. Like the fact of the matter is, like I love watching stuff, but a lot of the times, like I'm I'll be honest, like I'm definitely a movie fan, no no doubt. But I, I also like to listen to music and shit like that and just chill the right. fuck out that way. You know, and there's other things I'd rather be doing. <clears throat> With that said, like, my watches are ridiculously, like, way behind everybody else's, in my opinion. So I'm sure we're pretty similar. I'll bet you fucking – I'll bet you can watch more than me, though, like, hands down. Like, I can make it a couple episodes maybe, like – but we even we started watching – um. What is it? Squid Games, which was oh, Have you seen Squid Games? Game? Not yet. That is on my list because I've heard so many good things. Oh, dude, it was crazy good. And I was like, oh, this is fantastic. But again, I'm the type of person that like, <laughs> you know me, baby. I'm just like, all right, I'm going to be falling asleep in three, two, one. Good night. <laughs> it's not hard for me to sleep most of the time. It's really not. So, yeah, I run yeah. into that. This is a- this will tell you how far behind I am. I still have not watched A Haunting on Hill House yet. We haven't watched A Haunting on Bly Manor. Yeah, I haven't seen season two. And we haven't yeah, I haven't it. seen any of Flanagan's TV stuff yet. Like, I, that's something I'm trying to rectify this October. I'm going to try to get through yeah. or at least all well, of them. No, it's funny that you say that because everybody is complaining all the time that there's no fucking good movies. And I, I'm like, dude, just wait. Like, second half of the year... It's, it's going to be, be fucking booming, booming, yeah. booming. And it has well, been, yeah. And I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm already at about 148 2021 horror watches. And I can say, like, even during the beginning of the year, there's <laughs> shit out there. You just got to look for it. Like, But it's right. a lot of independent stuff. And, like, this year's been awesome. It's not as great as 2020, in my opinion, but it's still fucking great. I've got a lot of good movies that I've seen this year that I am very proud to have on my top ten. Right, dude. Yeah. There you go. But oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about Catherine O'Hara. Oh, yeah. my God. Now, can you... All right, so obviously so much time has passed from this movie to her on Shit's Creek, right? Can... Now, <laughs> uh, I binge the shit out of Shit's Creek, and I, sometimes, like, she comes out when I'm drunk, and... Uh, <laughs> Excuse me? I, Wait. Sometimes she comes out... Dude, she's fucking Moira when she gets fucking wasted. That is oh, Moira. It is like, like Stanley Kubrick to Tishana. Like Tishana. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't think he's probably at that point in the series oh, yet. But, uh, no, I don't think so. Um, now, since you are a recent fan, now going back to 1989, can you see Moira uh, um, at Endelia? Oh, absolutely. 
Honestly, Eugene Levy's character, I could see as Charles now, too. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, they are basically playing those types of characters, except, you know, it's not Jeffrey Jones. Right. <laughs> exactly. uh, which I think we'll skip over talking about Jeffrey Jones. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I was going to say I can relate to his character now as Charles. I'd be like, I am totally Charles. Like, just <laughs> get into this new house. Just want to be left alone. Oh, my wife wants to redecorate the whole house. Leave this room for me. Do what the hell you want. Just leave me alone. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you can't relate to actually Jeffrey Jones. No, 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 no. Ed! Ed Rooney! Sorry. <laughs> Dan hates Ferris Bueller, by the way. Dude, that movie sucks. I'm, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. Oh! What see? is wrong with you people? Dude, no, fuck he went, shit. He went to, uh, th- there's a lot of things he did on Ferris his Ferris is a cop. What are you going to do? Sit there and watch fucking Jerry Springer? It be- <laughs> we did talk about that, didn't we? <laughs> so, Carol! I take it. No, 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 you're no, done. No. You didn't explore shit Can't- on the town. Cameron's about to die. His friend's having an anxiety attack. You did not He's just like, you're fine, Cameron. We'll drive it fucking... No, you didn't get a ride on a float singing Dakashay. Fuck that shit. Who sings it? What do you mean? Who sings that song? Ferris Bueller. No, originally. Oh, uh, oh, God, oh, God, uh... (laughs) No, that wasn't meant to be hot. Thank you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I hate you. I know. <laughs> um, I can feel the love. <laughs> uh, so, Delia Dietz, um, no, when she's getting almost crushed by her own sculpture. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not supposed to die like this or something like that. <laughs> like, I love her sculptures in this and how they come to life at the end of the claymation. Right. It's oh, basically I- the same. Same character. Moira is probably 50 times. More uh, extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all, like, interior design and, you know. But here's the real question. And you said this, too. How much money do they make? Because... Yeah, like, they remodeled that entire house, which was already huge. Which were probably yeah. the most ridiculous remodeling. Which, ever seen. which <laughs> leads me to believe that Charles was the moneymaker, since... Uh, Delia seemed to be a failed uh, artist with her and sculpture. And a money spender. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, those sculptures. My sculpture. I mean, they did talk <laughs> about how, like, uh, selling the condos or whatever made them a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. Well, I did notice um, one thing at the end, you know, when she comes in, uh, she has, like, the snakehead uh, Beetlejuice sculpture yes. that she did that scares him she goes he likes it um, <laughs> if you look behind her or if you look behind him like as he's falling you can see like a article of her um like sculpture of the year or something i couldn't make it out but it was something so like uh having dealt with like beetlejuice and everything like obviously like inspired her career so i believe that she had taken off as a sculptor i'll say that oh. makes sense because like the beetlejuice sculpture the, looked really I, cool Oh, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, no, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I, I had never picked up on that before, but, like, so, obviously, they're happy living there with them, you know, so I think it benefited them all. That's kind of what I was saying about Tim Burton's artwork, too. It's just, like, like, so unique, and it's so dope. Of course she would see something like that and be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like she was 
uh, uh, what was his, uh, Helen Boham, what's her name, Carter? Oh, Helen yeah, Bottom Carter. Carter, yeah. I feel like she was the prerequisite for her. The, what do you mean? Like this character, because she. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. Right. And I mean, obviously he loved Winona Ryder, so we should just get into talking about her, because she did a couple of his films as well. Um, yes. You know, Edward Scissorhands and this. Um, I didn't realize how fucked up of a character, like, I didn't realize how much she actually really wanted to die. But I oh, also she was totally a goth. Like, yeah. very. But I also think that she was a compulsive liar. How so? <laughs> well, what did she lie about? She lied about a bunch of shit. So, uh. like, <laughs> like, I picked up on it tonight. So, like, when um, she's, when Beetlejuice does the charades with her. Yeah. And um, she's, like, talking. She's, like, I want to go down there. Like, she's telling him she wants to be dead. Yeah. And fucking, uh... They come back and they have their faces on, right? Which I love. Yes. Um, yes. After seeing Juno, and uh, she was like, <laughs> she was like, "Don't say Beetlejuice's name." And she's like, "He told me that if I said something, he would take me to go find you." No, but you were asking him to take him to go find you. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah, that's a weird way of. Yeah, you're right. And then she was like, "No, I'll go talk to my parents," and they're like, "Okay." So, uh, like, to where we can all coexist, you know. So she goes down the stairs and she goes and talks to the uh, family. And, uh, you know, she was like, yeah, she said that, um, um, what was it? She said, yeah, they're they're gone now. Like, I know she's, like, trying to protect them or whatever. But then, like, they're, like, they're gone now. And she's like, yeah, they said as long as you don't make them do any stupid tricks, we can all coexist. I never heard that fucking conversation. Conversation, did you? <laughs> well, to be fair, this is a 15-year-old girl, and word of mouth is always terrible, like when it's getting spread rumor-wise. So, I can forgive her for that, but I definitely see what you're saying. Well, yeah, no, I think she's a compulsive liar, and I also think she's like a little attention. Like, I love her. Don't get me wrong, but I have to point out the flaws in her characters. Like, she, her parents are very fucking wealthy. They live in this big fucking house. What does she have to be so depressed about? Right. And if there is something, like, the one thing that I was always confused is if Delia was ever, like, really her mom or her stepmom. Is that? I got vibes stepmom? that that she was kind of the, the alternate of what her mother was. So, like, while she's extra, she was probably emo because of that, but they were both, like, she, so she was... Trying well, she calls her Delia, though. Right. And, like, I yeah. get it that, like, she's an edgy teenager or whatever. Yeah, 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 So that's why, like, growing up, I always thought it was, like, her stepmother. But he calls her her mother. And then, like, when she runs to her at the end, like, when she's, like, afraid of Beetlejuice. Right. Like, she's cradling her like her real daughter. So right. I think she just calls her Delia just because, like, some, I think it's, some kids do that. Yeah. yeah like, I'll say like I'm smack me if I called her Julie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that's just a teenager rebelling. Right. Just like trying to make them sound like they're equals, basically. But I'm just saying this Such is a little but, asshole but, thing but, to do. But no, yeah. so like, my initial thought was she was depressed because maybe her real mother died. Right. And, you know, I mean she's dressed as like she's going to a funeral every day. <laughs> right. Um but yeah, so that was my original take, but after rewatching it tonight, actually, and, like, having to think about, you know, topics to talk about for the podcast, yeah, like, what did she have to be depressed about? 
No, not much. Like, she lives in a nice house. Like, her parents are wealthy, obviously. They're going to build her her own fucking dark room. Do you know, though, how many kids I grew up with that fucking, that, it, that's the exact situation? That's depressing. I know, but, like, I'm saying. But, no, they're going to build her her own dark room, baby. And then her response to that is, my whole life's a dark room. <laughs> Yeah, it, she's I'm way. Like, thanks, Dad. That's awesome. Like, yeah, she's yeah. way over dramatic. Um, right. But it's... I think part of it is because they moved her out to the countryside, away from her friends, and now she's just stuck in the house with her goofy dad, who doesn't seem to be paying much attention to her, and her just mother, who's just so like self-absorbed. So and I think it's just all-girls school. Yeah. So I think that's, like, just the whole situation makes her like that. But, I mean, she was obviously like that before she got here, too. So I think it was just, like, teenage thing to rebel. Like, where the parents are happy, bubbly, she's going to be dark and sad and just going to be lonely my whole life. Right. And, And it's all just that, exactly. Like, that's how teenagers are. Like, when she says lines like, my life is a dark room. Uh, it, it feels like same like a Wednesday Adams, but like Wednesday Adams does it a lot better. But Wednesday it's a, Adams embraces her homicidal tendencies. Yes. Literally, they try and kill people. She Even tries her own to baby brother. All the time, right? Yes. Or me as well. Yeah. So I, I think it's just funny that like that's obviously a darker tone, and this is more set in a more realistic world in some parts of the movie obviously what do you so, mean it has a fucking sandworm i said in some parts the sandworm by the way can we just say how fucking awesome all that shit was like opening doors and fucking going out to the desert with sandworms and like did it look the greatest no was it awesome yes fuck yeah it was <laughs> all right like, now, i gotta ask you if you found a handbook for the recently deceased would you fuck with it? Um, especially if I it was not there before, I would probably just be like, um, no, and just walk <laughs> away from it. And then I'd probably like really be a fucked up ghost because I would not know the rules of the dead, even though it reads like a stereo handbook. <laughs> so you wouldn't, so you wouldn't try to like find uh like your tenants who lived there before you. Uh, their wedding gear and try oh, to resurrect. Oh, you're saying? Oh, you're saying like if I was alive, like if I was like Delia or Charles. Yes. Oh, oh those. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry. Because you're not well, dead. Well, no, because so that living. happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll say like yeah. If I was them, yeah, I'd probably be curious and kind of read into it and try to figure out what this was for. But Don't yeah, if I was uh, Alex Baldwin and Davis, I'd be freaking. I'd be like freaking out. <laughs> He he said he knows more about the paranormal than he does interior design, and that's like his whole movie. Yes. <laughs> no. It's so funny. He, who was also in another movie with um, Winona Ryder and Heather's? Oh. Uh, yeah, he played um, when he's like, "I love my dead gay son." He's the funeral guy. Oh, okay. Right on. Oh, okay. Like the only other movie I know him from was uh, Demolition Man. Yeah. He was like. <laughs> I didn't realize it either, but I just did a commentary by myself to Sleepwalkers, and he is in that as well. And he yes. tries to get um uh he tries to get the main character to give him like a hand job or blow job or something. Wasn't he like the principal or something like that? He's a teacher. Yes. Wow. And I was like, what do you mean, Otho? 
<laughs> he's like running in the woods and he like looks back and he goes ah <laughs> he was like or he was like i'll leave you alone or something i was like okay <laughs> it was silly he doesn't know about the three seashells <laughs> <laughs> no one knows about the three seashells <laughs> what the one of the things that i want is um when beetlejuice is going to the strip club i want like a funko of him at the strip club like with him like hoisting his back out when he's got the spikes hanging out of his oh, back and just that music is playing he's like eh. you know? <laughs> and he's like and he like hops into the strip club like he like literally holds out his hand is like thrusting into the air like hopping into the strip club <laughs> fucking See, love that moment a lot of that shit though it's so like bizarre if you think about it it really is it's so out how there. is this movie pg how is this movie <laughs> pg right yeah I, know, I want the rated r version where you get the camera following him into the strip club because right. i'm very curious to see what dante's inferno looks like on the inside yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> exactly and that's the thing though i get hints and tones and just like all these vibes that like it, it just screams like yeah rated r like raunchy opportunities because they come out of nowhere especially when he's cursing especially when he's he's inappropriately touching gina davis uh he all hops the loogie and says that he, <laughs> he is amazing like talk about like that must have been so much fucking fun for him. He's basically a cartoon character, essentially, yeah. right? <laughs> but, I gotta give to Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin for not, like, losing their shit on screen with him. They probably had so many outtakes just because of right? how oh he was. And, and Alec Baldwin, again, is obviously brilliant. And he's a, like, he's very subdued here compared to, like, a, his other characters that you see him in. Thank this you. This is his most, like, grounded role. And I, oh, I yeah. love that. Which is crazy. I love that, though. I love seeing shit and like Gina that. And Gina Davis, like, I feel like she's the heart of every movie that she's in. Right. You know, The Fly, A League of Their Own. Yeah. Uh, this, like, uh, Fletch, even. I don't know. Like, right. Um, you haven't seen Fletch. I told you uh, that Gina Davis story, right? What Gina Davis story? What do you mean? Uh, so, I hit the... Oh, uh, yeah. The airport, uh that my mom used to work at, yeah. worked with the dude Curtis. And he was like, oh yeah, we grew up with her right down the street. So we used to make fun of her because of her buck teeth. <laughs> I was like, you're such a dick. I was like, look at her now, motherfucker. You work in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, but it was just funny. But yeah, she, she lived like, I guess, uh, 20 minutes down the road from where I grew up on the Cape. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is really cool? What up, baby? The music in this fucking movie. Oh, my God. And that, like, I feel like this is the most, out of all of Tim Burton's movies, I feel like it has the most iconic or most memorable scenes. Yeah. Uh, like, more, more so than any of his other films. Like, I can think, like, a couple of, but this one has, like, that table moment with the shrimp. Right. You know, right. um, that's something. Uh, Lydia in uh, Beetlejuice's wedding, like just that shot uh, with the little dude there, Lydia. <laughs> oh my like, God, that fucking dude's head is like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Pop. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> like, of a tool video, that's the character. That's oh the my video. God, dude! Right? Yeah, that's it, exactly. Uh, yeah, that scene in particular. When Danny Elfman is playing the organs and stuff, it's so ridiculously gothic and just, like, mm-hmm. obviously a play on a wedding. Yeah, I get that. But there was a lot of that throughout where it, it was almost like 
he just told him like just be as weird as possible (laughs) like in the weird tim burton way and if you've ever heard the fucking tim burton story from fucking kevin smith i please urge you to do so if you haven't because it is one of the fucking funniest things like he's so extra and it and it just like adds to the mythology of this weird dude who at one time made incredible art you know i I gotta check this out uh, oh yeah dude I'll, I'll i'll send it to you i have a question for you guys something that's plagued me for years and actually we have this funko pop Ooh. um it's where you know he's like step right up it's like the carnival i didn't know that was him that we had that and that's what that was you did not know that no wow. no didn't know that moment oh i guess he had only seen it once before so right. oh, that's true yeah but oh my god but yeah it, that moment so this is what has plagued me for years though is what happened to the couple he shot through the fucking oh, roof? Oh, they're, they're, fucking dead. they're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, me and my roommate were watching it last night, and, like, when they went flying through the ceiling, I'm going, well, those two are dead. He's going, do they not show back up for the rest of the movie? I'm like, no, they literally just broke their necks hitting that freaking ceiling, and they're out of the house. They're dead. They're dead. <laughs> like, like, it's fucking morbid, right? Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, like that was like, the first thing I thought. I'm like, yeah, there is no way they're surviving that. Like, obviously, it's cartoony, so they probably did. But in my right. eyes, it just, no, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Like, maybe the sandworm got them. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. And then Gina Davis just comes riding in on the sandworm. Which, that's oh what I was like, God. I want to behind the scenes on how she pulled that off. Right. <laughs> right? Like, she, like, how did you, like, convince the sandworm that, like, you weren't bad, you know? Right, Look, you just uh, say, hey, I'll feed you Beetlejuice, and the sandworm were like, oh, hell yeah. Cause, well, because Beetlejuice is like those sandworms, you hate them, right? So yeah. Essentially, it's like the Sarlacc pit, except, like, mobile. So yeah. those things just move, and it's like, what the fuck? But that that's what's funny about this movie, where obviously how that happened, the fucking portal opened, and it came up <laughs> fucking got him, like, just shit like that. Again, it's like, all right, we're watching like a cartoon, but it's all about how they balance it. And and obviously, like, you throw in the Deo songs and everything. What a weird mixed bag of cool fucking shit. And oh, it's all different. It, what about, um, we got to talk about when they go to, it's like, it's basically like the DMV for the dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um... That's what I love about it. I think that's probably, I, if, if I had to watch commentary, I'm probably sure that's probably what Tim Burton would say is this theme or came across of, you know, a DMV for the dead, like you're waiting. Right. Because like, <laughs> right. um, you get a handbook um, teaching you how to drive and shit, you know, so it's like you're driving the afterlife. Um, but when that dude comes in and he's like on a hanger. Yeah. And like he's yes. just like all smashed to fucking pieces, and he's like, "Come this way." <laughs> and then they're going through those eerie fucking doors, and like you open it, that's for the lost souls. Yes. Like that moment is actually kind of really creepy. Yes, it is. Yeah, like it's like they're walking through a haunted house, like a right. like, attraction. How about that dude who uh, they opened the door and he, he he was like a big he he was like. He had, like, different stuff on him. That's what I'm telling you, the rolling tire guy. You know who that is? Who is that? Blue, you my boy. Is it? Yep. Really? That is Blue from old school. That's crazy. (laughs) Yep. Wow. Uh, That's insane. I know. There are so many, like, little subtleties in this movie. Ring the bell, you pussy. (laughs) (laughs) You're my boy, Blue. 
<laughs> like, for the longest time, I never even noticed that Juno had her sl- throat slit. Yeah. She's, like, smoking, and the smoke is, like, coming out of it. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that was the exactly. first time, like, the first time I thought it was a trachea. I didn't realize it was a throat slit. Right. Well, I thought, well, I thought it was due to, like, her smoking as well. Like, she, yeah, had, she probably like, had, 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 like, lung cancer. Yeah, what yeah. I noticed, too, which is pretty fucking dark, is obviously, um... There's the Lydia talking about killing herself. Right. Um, that's just talking about it. But then, would your Halloween costume come with slit wrist, baby? Well, they'd have to. <laughs> For Miss Argentina? That is fucking dark this as shit. What, I probably happens, wouldn't have done that. This like, is what happens when you die. This is what happens when they die. If I had known what I know now, I wouldn't have had my little secret. That was so uh, Yeah. Damn. Or my little accident, she said. Sorry, yeah. Good he was like Lord. staring at me. I like fuck up when I'm like trying to quote. Sorry, <laughs> I can't help it. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> is there anything else you want to touch on, Scott? That sounded um, dirty. Oh, I'll say I'll leave that for when I'm alone tonight. For, thinking, for, thinking I'm sorry. Keaton. Was that? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I got my Beetlejuice time. I'm gonna be saying his name three times, and well, exciting things will happen. Wait. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm getting off track again <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no i'll just say uh yeah this is if for some reason you have not watched this movie by this point what are you waiting for it's freaking a classic and i i think we've pretty much covered every little bit about it uh it's just a very fun dark film that there's always something fun to pick up on that you may not have seen the last time yes right. well should we get into our ratings let's do it all right, we'll start with our guest. Scott, how many fucking models do you give this movie? How many what? How many fucking models do you oh. give this movie? I give this five nice fucking models, honk honk. Yes! <laughs> Dan Chase. The way he emphasizes fuck it, fuck it, like he's having so much fun. I had fun watching it five out of five. This movie's perfect. No, say it right. Five fucking models! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounded like uh, somebody, I'm not going to say their name, who? but somebody who does uh, Facebook rants on YouTube and they have like certain uh, TikToks. Oh. <laughs> like, that's what you sounded like just you like. fucking trolls! <laughs> I'm the fucking father! Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what you fucking sounded like. Uh, obviously, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. I give it. Five fucking models. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So uh, <laughs> I want to thank you, Scott. What do you have? What do you and uh, Mrs. Uh, or the Miss uh, Heather Powell have coming up on Friday Nightmares and any other podcast end of hours? Um. Well, so far we just finished recording our uh, first step into the like spooky season for Friday Nightmares podcast, and we're doing the topic of demons. So we are covering. Of course, uh, Lumberto Bava's Demons, um, The Gate, Michelle Suave's The Church, and, of course, Pumpkinhead. And, uh, I've never seen Pumpkinhead. Oh, Maybe next that, is, that is a must-watch, especially around this time of year. It is an amazing movie. Um, and then we are recording for Patreon for Legion with Mike Merriman doing our top five uh, favorite Halloween movies. Like, not the franchise, but just Halloween movies in general. Like, what we watch around this time of year. Nice. Um, and then the episode, our next, our 
Friday Nightmares episode that'll land on Halloween is going to be uh, we're picking movies that people tend to watch around the Halloween season and discussing why they are Halloween staples. Okay. Oh, I wonder if Beetlejuice will make that episode. I'll be interested to listen. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've cut it down to four movies, but I will say Beetlejuice was in the running. Ah! Now, Scott, uh, I want a definitive answer on your demon show as to what the fuck is going on outside of that goddamn movie theater. <laughs> uh, apparently, dudes driving around snorting coke off young girls' tits. And, and, then. Out it. and then demons get out and a helicopter crashes and the world goes to shit. That's the only thing I can really tell you. <laughs> there you go. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us, Scott, and I hope you come back again. I, I know you will. You'll probably be you with better, us for 12 days of Chase Miss. Right. Oh, you damn right I'll come back. I love working with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> That's what happens when you're around the smoke show. Lots of smoke. <laughs> I, I, smoke. I, I inhaled too much smoke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It happens. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I don't want to die, so we got to cut this shit off right now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, and man. for everybody who's been a part of this one, I'm Lacey Lou. And I'm Dan Chase. Until next time. Bye. Peace. Bye. Ooh. Yeah.